0: What is up, my friend? Welcome to episode 128 of the Anthony Jennings podcast. And today I'm bringing on a guest to share her story of how letting go of expectations, especially like expectations of others, really set her free. You know, everyone experiences adversity in their lives. Every single person I've ever talked to, it seems like no person on earth like goes through this life without facing their own demons, whatever those may be, like they're different things for different people. And I found like oftentimes our demons can actually be a reflection of the expectations that we carry from ourselves and the ones that we've adopted from others. And today's guest has an incredible story. And my hope is it will inspire you to really like stay the course in creating whatever it is that you feel called to create. So if you're facing some adversity right now and want some inspiration and motivation, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Anthony John Mix Podcast. The one and only podcast designed to help you become unstoppable in life and business. My name is Anthony John Amix. My friends call me AJ. And my goal with this podcast is to help you remember who you truly are so you can maintain your center in the chaos, embody your potential, and unlock freedom in your life and business. That being said, let's get into today's show. All right, welcome back. Now, before I tell you about today's guest... If you're tired of feeling your bank account and your business and life just haven't really caught up with your desires yet, and you're ready to start seeing those $15,000 days, the confidence and certainty and knowing your business is thriving with you or without you, and the knowing that you have finally created your freedom as an online entrepreneur, then I want to invite you to join my community called Embody Potential. It's all about destroying blocks, becoming unstoppable, and scaling your business. And you can join it for free by going to ajamix.com community. See, the thing is, is like most of the business and personal development world, it keeps entrepreneurs on this hamster wheel feeling burnt out and struggling with imposter syndrome. And I've been deep in the online business and personal transformational world for man, about a decade now. And after supporting hundreds of entrepreneurs and expanding their lives and the businesses, I found that there are specific timeless principles and scientific truths and spiritual experiences that will skyrocket all areas of your life. Most business mentorships don't really unlock the personal transformation required to scale quickly, and most personal transformation isn't really built for the busy business owner. So I teamed up with my good friend, incredible coach, Jonathan Heston, to give you our raw perspective about what it takes to build a life that serves you financially and internally, a perspective that's been, man, amazing for ourselves, our clients, and really unlock some incredible results, like 300% growth for some clients and others going from like 30 k to $375,000 a month and more. Now, in this group, you can expect a few things. Number one, value-driven interviews and conversations. Number two, collaborative Q&As. Number three, exclusive trainings. And lastly, content that makes you money and up-levels your being. So to join that group, it's free. You can get instant access to it. Just go to ajamix.com slash community and click the little join button. I look forward to seeing you inside the community. So let's change gears and let me tell you about today's guest. Her name is Elian Hanj. I first met Elian back in my hometown when I was an active member of the Chamber of Commerce. And she's just this bright soul, she's full of this incredible energy and she's had quite the life experience. And I'm really excited for her to share her story of overcoming adversity from moving from the Netherlands to America and really starting uh, over from scratch, from zero. She's always been like a prominent figure in the fitness industry. And in 2015, she started as a wellness coach position at a national addiction uh, rehab facility where patients stay for, I don't know, like 30 to 90 days in recovery. And she was asked to develop the wellness curriculum and helping people overcome addiction through movement and yoga and trauma-informed yoga and energy work and meditation, just like all these different styles of movement. And she's also a life coach who believes in physical healing and the power of energy and knows firsthand how body movement can have an immediate impact on anxiety and depression. And we explore that in in today's uh, episode. So with that being said, like let's just go ahead and bring her on to the show. Elian, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me on today. Very exciting.
0: Yeah, you had sent me an article that you are in, in Voyage Dallas, and I, I was reading it today. And uh, in that, you talked about how you walked on your tippy toes from like a very young age. My daughter does the exact same thing. Like she just walks around the house on her tippy toes. She just walks on her tippy toes. Just that's what she does. Yeah
1: yes she's destined to be she's destined to be a ballerina absolutely (laughs) or or something out there I did that since I was very very young um I was told because I don't remember of course but apparently I always came through the door as a as a true theater artist on my tippy toes and knew that I was going to do something big (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome and um and yeah I mean my mom just saw that she said you know ballet 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 and that's uh, if you if you want me to tell you how that how that even evolved it's very funny because um, of course I I just wanted to dance I wanted to do ballet and um, you know in the bigger scheme of everything it's so good that my mom uh, let me do that because of the fact that I had a really bad back so I was also born with a with a scoliosis like I talk about only now that was one of my secrets for most of my life because i didn't dare to talk about it mm. but i have a very bad back and um instead of having a surgery when you're 30 40 years old which was at that point just kind of like the outcome you know that was what was projected for my back my mom said no well let's try ballet first and i'm very glad she did because that kind of saved my saved my life i guess or saved my life in a sense of you know back pain and Helping myself with uh, all the other issues involved.
0: Was it because of stretching or like your posture? What was it specifically about? Posture in the about? first
1: place. Posture. Okay. And now I would say, you know, keep your kids in in ballet. Put them in ballet when they're little, and it helps them with posture. And now I know it helps with self esteem and, you know, just feeling better overall. But posture, posture, posture is a, posture. Is such a huge thing in my. In my public speaking engagements right now, you know, I really talk about from opioid addiction to lower back pain why we all lost that posture because we're all as a society massively bending over forwards due to our work and sitting and sitting way too much and and working on cell phones and computers way too much.
0: Yeah. is so, it When we're working on our posture, uh, if we've never taken ballet, I've never taken ballet. I do like walking on my tippy toes, though, quite often.
1: Yes, good. good.
0: <laughs> but good w- is it just like a remembering just to roll our shoulders back and to stand up straight? And it's just the remembering and the remembering. And over time, we're training our muscles uh, yes. to, to have good posture. Is it that simple?
1: Yes, ex- exactly. I, I just almost tell, tell it like, you know, going back to the cave, man, they... They, they use their core for everything, and your back was just there to hold you up straight and to support you as a support system. And, and when your spine is really long and elongated and stretched out and in, in holistic healing and, and coming from China and Tai Chi and Qigong energy work, they say your spinal fluids can freely flow, right? There's no obstruction. And, and the minute we bend over forward and we slouch our shoulders and we slouch on the couch and Slouch on the couch. That's a good one. Hashtag slouch on the couch. So if you're, if you're, you know, so in that position all the time and we do that now the majority of the day, then, then that will just really kind of hurt our, our spine, our spinal cord in general, and it blocks our stream of energy or blood flow and any anything that needs to keep us connected and needs our, it, it keeps our, 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 Uh, not just spinal fluids, but it keeps our nervous system free and and open, right? And so that way we don't have any obstruction and and obstruction, uh, you know, the result of obstruction is pain. And and that's why massively we all have pain, basically a lot of back pain and a lot of shoulder pain, a lot of stress. And over the years, you know, and I'll tell you, of course, how that evolves, but over the years to now, I'm really, telling everybody who wants to hear it, stand up straight. You know, I, I call that girls up, <laughs> you know, also for the, just girls up and, and so your shoulders and, and feel that core strength that we lost, you know, who wants to do abs? you. And, and we lost that core strength and we do everything with our back and it's just, it's out of whack. It's so, 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 so bad.
0: Mm, what happens like when we really like start caring for our spinal cord and like i, I did qigong uh in kona when i was in hawaii last year at, at a men's yes. event and i really enjoy it like i there's i probably at least do it once a week i'll go out here into our backyard we have an acre and a quarter here and it's trees and nice and beautiful yes. and i'll yes. go i'll That's plug into nice the stuff. earth and and twist and stretch and move the energy through my body and uh, i feel alive i i feel present um yeah. So what, what's, what's some of the impact of, of us not really caring for our spinal cord?
1: Well, I think majorly now, if I look at the impact overall, now in our society, we are just not creating enough awareness for the fact that we do that in the first place, right? Because our biggest excuse is we don't have time. Um, of course, we don't have time because we're living in a society now, or hopefully, actually, we're getting out of it a little bit, where it's really hip and, 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 you know you must have three jobs and the busier you are the better and and who has time for self-care we're just gotta make money i don't know i mean crazy out of whack um, we don't take care of that part of self-care right managing our physical and then our emotional well-being and our our mental well-being even and just getting educated on, you know, letting that all flow and getting connected, like you said, with nature. Great to do it outdoors. Getting connected with our energy, with our energy flow, or again, and young energy, or, our balance. Right, the stuff that flows through our body. Actually, feeling it. Nobody knows how to breathe because we're running constantly. We're always in stress mode. So, what is that breathing? And then, and then, just really feeling that when we're when we're not in, connected anymore like that. We're just we're just you know, messing up with our back basically by by not just bending over the wrong way or yep. or not engaging the core or slouching or standing wrong and and etc etc. Now what happens is that we're not really aware of it and then we have pain. And now our pain plus the chronic pain that already exists because maybe we have major mental trauma, which will all manifest in your body, right? Everything will just kind of settle in your body. So, all that body ache and pain that what we call this ease, all that this ease will just lead to us not having time. So, what are we going to do? We're going to at five o'clock sit on the couch and call the doctor because there is now a spinal clinic on every corner of the streets. So true. So we can go to the spinal yeah. clinic and get some opioids and et cetera, et cetera, right?
0: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I, I tell a lot of my clients their inputs, the quality of their inputs determine the quality of their outputs. And outputting, production is a big thing uh, here in the West and pretty much across the world. Yes. But I don't. It's, it's interesting because so many people don't realize that some of the stuff you're talking about, like Qigong, uh, meditation, yoga, and their ego says, I don't have time for that. Uh, but the people who make time, who create time for it, those things, the Qigong, the meditation, the yoga, whatever those inputs are, they actually create more time. Like that's been yeah. my experience. Like we're able to actually get things done faster uh, yeah. from a place of power rather than with pain, with force with just yuckiness have you experienced the same
1: from yeah it's exactly like you say if we're more if we're more at ease and we have better self-care then we are creating that that little uh, space of awareness where we know that we can plan better we can schedule better i always tell people with my life coaching business anxiety you can prevent anxiety by having the time to plan and you can see better what's ahead of you and how to plan if you have an empty mind and you just feel at peace and you feel at ease and you're not really worried constantly of what to do first and what to do next and and we're just i mean i mean i recognize that stress mode i've been i've been in it to recognize it and to know that it was not healthy i've seen so much the last year especially people reaching out for for more of the Um, anxiety intervention as we call that techniques right Mm -hmm. so just more of the breathing more of the Tai Chi is great for it energy work is great for it and you don't have to be in China first to understand a little bit of the basics so I always like to go back to the basics I've learned that people really understand um, that better of what to do so you don't have to explain all the, the intrinsic You know understanding of the taoism or just stand still feel put your hands on your belly you know get connected and i think over time i got really good at explaining that in a simple way so that you don't have to speak hindu to understand yoga or you know latino to understand or latin to understand the working of the muscular system Mm -hmm. but um you know trying to make people comprehend in a really simple way what they can do for themselves do you, do you think we're like at integrity. a
0: do you think we're at a time and, and and place in history where it's just like almost we're being forced a bit uh, for those who are willing to listen to return back to the basics
1: yeah we are and i think that's a shift that we are in right now you know if you want to look at that astronomically and you know there's a lot of talk about it it's a lot of energy shifts and maybe last year was was for a reason for people to make them understand we're a long long way away from that because you know there's just a lot of understanding that we need to go back to but to or in order to be able to reach out that's what i really try to do is to reach out to people to say um if you come to a little bit of that anxiety intervention understanding what you can do for yourself and for your own wellness and health to create more time and to create more oversight of what you can do for your for your future for just planning for for your worries you know worry set them off with planning
0: yeah
1: what to do then i don't have anxiety anymore because i already have a plan a and a b and it might not be nice of what i worry about you know the kids are growing up which is always your first worry or or your loved one might be sick or there might be covid in the family which is we all go through that right now there's so much stress but can i intervene a little bit by planning the worst outcome and what I'm gonna do then, you know? That takes a lot of stress away and people just don't wanna go there, you know? That's just kind of like scary. But off the topic, yes, I think overall, um, we are going to a new world, Uh, I hope, I hope we will.
0: Why why do you think people don't want to go there? Like, why don't people wanna align with the truth of, of their experience or potential experiences?
1: I think that a lot of people are afraid of that unknown just because it's out of your comfort zone and it's not known. It's not, I mean, I put so many people here in addiction recovery, right? On a yoga mat um, first day with, with cowboy boots because you know, my patient is from Iowa and, and you know, has never heard of yoga and, and, and just coming off the farm. And that's okay you know just kind of learning experiencing and being open to new things and new creating new traditions creating new rituals is sometimes a little bit out of your comfort zone so i think we're afraid of that um sometimes it is because people always want to set my ideology off against religion or something spiritual and for me it all comes together and for some people that's the unknown and the scary you know why is it you know i I remember coming to where we met you know moving to texas and and with yoga and people say i don't know that's just not a christian thing to do and you know it was very much still into the well that's all from india and china and far away into the unknown again right While while now Maybe we have made it a little bit too commercial. Do you think it's, well, deeper it's almost than... like every 22 year old has a yoga degree?
0: <laughs> totally. Do you think it's deeper than just the unknown? Like, for instance, if somebody's been conditioned their entire life to believe the whatever their belief system is and their religious beliefs, we'll just go down that path. Um, If they step outside of them, is it like they're afraid they won't be accepted uh, by those closest to them almost like they're going to be cast out of the tribe. So it's not really the fear of the unknown. It's really a deeper shadow, which is being cast out of the tribe. And so they're not even willing to be open to new ideas yoga in this instance because like well if i'm open to that then the people i know their little bubble will cast me out and if they cast me out i won't i am not safe so i can't go there i'm not willing to go into the unknown is it deeper than just the unknown
1: absolutely absolutely so getting out of that comfort zone takes immediately the connection away and i think that the first thing that we're looking for is social connection right belonging and if we don't belong anymore which all that belonging unfortunately, it comes with a lot of expectations.
0: Yeah, it can.
1: (laughs) They can unless you let go. And that's that's my thing. If you let go of that expectation, that's your thing. I know that our transformation comes from doing the other thing than expectation, right? Yeah. And and I think that all that happens, again, exactly where you're going with this is exactly what what is my, my, my journey coming from trying to be long and be accepted because of a pattern of expectation of what expect what was expected of me and what I expected of the outside world to accept me because I felt lonely is just exactly exactly leading to all the steps that I made for the wrong reason. Hmm. And when I got into my period of transformation that started 20 years ago, It was completely, when I let go of everything that I thought was the new or was the old normal or it was normal and was needed, everything, I mean, 360, 360 really, my life changed. And it went over a long period of time, right? So I'm still working It they'll never stop anymore. Growth will never stop anymore. I never talk about change because change is a dirty word too. Oh my gosh, we have to change. But if you say we have to grow, you know we have to keep growing because that's what happens. I mean, it's constant growth and constant change around. us. It's just inevitable. If we grow with it and loving peace in 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 the meta transformation, then everything will come to you, and you're never never hungry anymore for anything. You know, you'll be fed.
0: And you mentioned uh, there's expectations placed upon you. What were those expectations?
1: I think for everybody, for me it was hard to see in the beginning. Uh, for me, I mean, w- with my background, there was a lot of trauma. I mean, uh, there was the perfect household that was not perfect. Um, the ideal family that that was later you see that, right? I mean, you have to, to grow up for that to see that it was not so perfect at all. It was kind of like dysfunctional like everybody else. Um, what was dysfunctional think- about it? Um, My mother was uh, an alcoholic. My dad was an alcoholic and um, I very functional in the beginning, but I lost both my mom and my dad um, in my twenties and early Mm thirties. So when my mom passed away and I was in my twenties, that was alcohol and she tried to fight it. And we didn't have what we have now. We didn't have the outreach we didn't have the connection you didn't talk about it it was um or maybe everybody did it because my parents came from the complete hippie time you know like party all the time i just that's all i remember at our household and everybody was coming in and it was just great great fun and everybody was welcome and it was a very warm and amazing uh uh upbringing in that sense of always having people around and always having love around but it was also very hippie in a sense (laughs) there was a lot of early morning uh you know drinking at some point and I think my mom had a lot of pain and that didn't get discussed in the days Mm. and then there was the loss which started in my 20th so um because of that loss and 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 because of a, a very frustrating beautiful loving but very painful ending, long-time relationship out of my high school years, uh, some death of friends, introduction to alcohol and drugs. Um, I think in my 20s and 30s, I went through a really weird time of trying to seek than where I needed to belong. And and my answer to everything was not talking. My answer to everything was watch what was expected in the days. Just move on, you know be strong and move on and then i think your relationships with your um with friends and with with um you know in your in your tw- in your 20s when you when you're young and in your 30s there's also a lot of expectations like well then you get to that get to that steady relationship get to that um get to that settlement right two kids two and a half kids i always say you know three bedroom house two bathroom <laughs> oversized, and we don't even know how to take care of it, let alone how to model on and you know, and how to change diapers, and who wants to take care of stuff, you know, that takes up all your freedom. If you don't have anything, you don't have to take care of everything, yay, right, freedom. And now we want to accumulate, and it's expected to fall into that regimen of the next, uh, the next best thing, work, career. Um, and, and because I had lost a lot very early on, I was definitely seeking because I didn't know that that my trauma led to trying to be accepted because I was lonely. I felt mm-hmm. abandoned and I was abandoned by a lot of people in a really short amount of time. Mm. Was the main
0: I, Was your main abandonment from the death of your parents?
1: The death of my parents, the loss of my first, uh, you know, relationship, and the, you know that went sour, and that was after 18 years after high school, so that was a long time. Mm-hmm. And then the next uh, not so fun move was that I, I, I uh, got married immediately, which I thought was was in the realm of expectation, because I hadn't done that yet, and everybody had done that. So let's get married, and you know on the fly, I got married to uh, a gentleman that led me to the United States. But by the time I was here in the United States, (laughs) two days later, he he left me for my best friend. Mm. And I didn't see that coming. And I, I hadn't seen that. I mean, I hadn't seen any red flags. Sure. Because I was needing, you know, I was needing love. And if I look back, then I was looking just, I was looking to be accepted. I was looking to be loved, and I was looking to fulfill my happiness by trying to find somebody to make me happy and trying to find maybe a job, then that will make me happy, or maybe somebody that will see how worthy I am so they can pay me for it and that will make me happy. Or maybe when I have that house, I'll be happy, or maybe when I find the next you know relationship where i can have children and have a family then i'll be happy so my happiness was also constantly in waiting mode mm. <laughs> you know for the next best thing to fulfill me and to to accept me and to make me happy and to um you know solve the as i call my trauma now i call i give it a name right give your trauma a name and and call it uh you know uh, abandonment or being lonely or just and I didn't really process through all those things for a long time uh, just a little bit of uh, party party on and find the next the next thing
0: right sure sure, sure. yeah I think a lot of people and I, I've been talking with this not on this podcast but in other conversations of mine over the past couple of weeks um, I don't think a lot of people know how to come home and they're always looking outside of them for home yes especially in today's society. And so I'm just curious, I'm wondering, like, if your mother, your father would have talked to you openly, like, I, I talk very openly with my daughter, she's only a little over two years old. Um, but that's a decision uh, that I choose to to make with her and just be, yeah. be open. And so do you think it would have been different if rather than having expectations and people trying to meet all of this, this expectation stuff that is all projection, and we don't even know if it's real, what <laughs> would, would it have been different if they may would have just, open and vulnerably shared what they're going through and held space for you to be able to vulnerably share what you're going through and, and have connection, Would would that have changed things potentially?
1: I think absolutely. I think my mom was a good talker and she didn't hide her problems with alcohol. She was very vulnerable and very emotional. And at the same time, very strong. I mean, our whole town would come over and lean on her to make them feel better. So she had that tremendous charisma to make people feel better and maybe not just able to balance that with her own well-being and to 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 clear her own emotions right i mean i guess that we have to fill ourselves up i know that now in, all, in order to constantly be able to give and i think that she did not balance that and my dad was not really reaching out a lot he was my stepdad i knew that maybe that was uh, one of the hard things during my childhood there was a lot of dysfunctional relationship stuff with my stepdad because well you're not my dad kind of thing you know and he was he was tough and he had high expectations and when I ultimately started to choose to go to dance academy and theater school uh, my mother would, would for instance really you know just be behind that you know emotionally and say yeah that's a great choice just be artistic and just live and dance and my mom would say you know dance to the clouds and dance your life away and my dad was the opposite like oh you're gonna make money with that so he would not discuss things mm-hmm. and he would just have more expectations in order to please him i never thought that i would come back to dance because then all of a sudden well let's go study as well you know let's go to university and make my life real yeah and, yeah and and that's a part of the trauma that, that I later on found that, that that haunted me too. So if they would have just let us be more into explaining how they were vulnerable. And, but I grew up in the 60s. I don't think that was a time where you could be vulnerable or where it was expected. And, and talking to your kids about those things, you know, rather just... Uh, party on with the whole family but you're right you should do that and i've really tried to do that with my son as well um he might throw that back at me at some point and say mom i don't know how how you always had to throw all those life quotes and life lessons at me because since he was little I, I just put little listening tapes in the car you know to listen to uh life you know uh or listen to, to uh, speakers on life. And and uh, he might throw that straight back at me, my mom, not again, one of those life quotes. But I think it's amazing. I think you can, if you show your vulnerability, if you show where you're coming from. I told my son at at certain point when he was able to comprehend my pain and my past to say, you know, I drank, I used drugs. I mean, it was just, At some point, I was on my back, all fours in the air, you know, just make that a box of wine, forget about the bottle, you know, and knowing that as an alcoholic, I can have this, I have, I have that gene, you know, I I want to, I want to give up, I don't see it. And I've, I, in my 30s and 40s, I was definitely a couple of times down that slippery slope or not knowing how to solve it.
0: Mm. What kept you going in the midst of all that?
1: The hope that the outside world would, would, would solve it. Till I got introduced to the law of attraction and the power of positive thinking, a friend introduced me to the concept of, you know, going inwards and trying to find out where my constant, uh, you know, sadness came from. Even in a relationship, I wouldn't admit it, but I had a a huge sadness inside and uh, uh, a lot of pain and hurt and a lot of anger for, for sometimes reaching out in the wrong direction and not seeing that. And when I started seeing that I had to do the work for it. I started doing the work for it. Mm. I worked really, really hard. I, I mean, from Deepak Chopra to, to more life, more self mentors, just looking out for myself more and started to understand where my thinking came from.
0: Yeah Yeah what was one you of know, your... the
1: fun thing is that you don't know that your your brain is doing it and i was waiting on my you know on something to save me and to something to come by and see my amazing self and i just had to believe that i actually was there which i didn't believe and i had to start going back to doing the work you mm. have to do the work it's a lot of work mm. thinking and training your brain to think i started um I started with Reiki and yoga and meditation, then came to, you know, the law of positive thinking, the law of attraction, and through that came to the understanding that I did the work for it. In those days, it was called NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming, and I had to start thinking into a line of not starting every sentence, I will never have that or I cannot do that, or I will never live in that house. Or it was not even materialistic, but just, you know what I mean? Just Mm -hmm. trying to to change my thinking from, I will never, and I cannot, and I will not. I can't get, I can't get out of this. Every not and never and and can't, all those words have to go. Uh And I literally trained myself as I train sometimes my patients or my clients now for 24 hours. Not to use any negative word in their thinking.
0: What was the moment for you where you decided to take responsibility and and transform yourself?
1: When I saw that my son deserved better than me being mad and angry. Awesome. awesome. And he was about three, four years old. and I think kids pick up on that because he was a really easy baby, and all of a sudden he was a lot of he had a lot of energy, a lot, a lot of like, super fit. And I was really, really angry. And I didn't know why I was so angry because I was holding up, you know, appearances for the outside world, you know, wonderful family, great, great, great. I didn't know why I was so angry and I knew I had to do something about it and change it. Awesome. And, um, and he was the driving, a driving inspiration I had to motivate myself to do the work and make changes and those are not. with that came a lot more pain because I had to leave people behind and I had to Mm -hmm. go my own place and I had to understand that people that I actually didn't love people and and I I didn't respect them I loved them but I didn't respect them Mm -hmm. and I had to come to an understanding that respect was such so much bigger than love I, I can love a lot of people, believe me. I can love a lot, love a lot of people in many, many different ways and I have a lot of love to give. But respect is hard to find and hard to get.
0: Was res- like finding the respect and getting the respect, was it coming back home to learn how to source your own respect rather than looking outside of yourself for it?
1: Yes, you have to find yourself love first. Yeah. You have to feel your own, uh, you know, you have to find out why you are why you are okay and why why you are why you know that you have something to give and that you have so much to give and that actually what I had to give I had completely drowned that with with everything because I thought like everybody made me believe that I was not good enough and that for instance yoga and fitness I mean I, by now I was a professional I had a professional fitness career for 20 plus years. As of today I have a professional fitness career for 40 plus years but i didn't believe it i didn't believe myself a pro you know i didn't and 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 at some point somebody a pastor that i loved so dearly he taught me he said you know it's right in front of your nose you just don't believe it what do you do do people feel good when they're when they do aerobics we called it in the days so when they do fitness with you when they do aerobic classes with you and i said yeah they feel great he said, "Well." If you make people feel great, then aren't you doing great things? And I would always say, ah, yeah, no, but it's just for fun. You know, it just feels good. You know, and I just didn't see it that I had the gift to make people feel good. And I would let them walk away with no back pain, or maybe they lost a few pounds, or maybe they felt super fit and amazing. And that fitness would actually back up. And, and 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 make them feel better and more equipped to deal with their emotional and mental problems. Yeah, you know they were just fit, so they could deal yeah. with the rest of the world because they put their sexy back on, as I call it, and they they they, you know, they felt good from the outside in. Put your outside back on, and then your inside is is weapons, right? So back to the Viking, back to the, the the, you know, like I call it, you know the 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 outside and the inside warrior so that you can handle the outside and and you know I, I didn't want to see that I was just not believing in myself that I was worth more than a five dollar class
0: isn't it interesting the usually the very thing that we find the easiest thing to provide massive service or value for other people is the very thing that we don't feel like we should charge the most money for
1: <laughs> it is crazy it is crazy. <laughs> While other people that had found theirs a little bit of their self-esteem and their self-respect and their self-worth, why they were they were doing that next door to me, charging $19.95 for a wonderful yoga or step class for all that matter. And I would charge $650 because I would think that, well, that's a lot of money for people, you know, like. Maybe they're gonna do 10 classes and oh my goodness, $65. And of course, I didn't have $65 to go grocery shopping with. So I was always broke and I was getting into this horrible, painful time of losing everything and, and not being able to play it right, but I couldn't see myself worth. I couldn't see that I was actually making people very happy in my own, you know, my own realm of energy. I been, didn't even have to do anything for it.
0: What's been one of your biggest breakthroughs so, so far in life?
1: Ah, I guess that's going from the only really thing that I always say, my breakthrough came when, I've, when I knew that I lived in a realm of expectation and transaction. You know, I do what you want me to do. And then maybe you pay me or maybe you give me love or maybe you do something back for me. And I call that, you know, the the T of transaction and coming to the transformation that if I can do it, if I'm happy on my own, if I can fill my own needs and my own wants, if I put myself first for, for, you know, for change, then I can fully, fully, fully be there for other people. And the quote that did that for me was, if you've, if you understand that the goal of life is 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 to find your 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 passion your purpose then you can start giving it away right when i saw that quote i was like well but you know my, my i'm always passionate i'm always intense what is my purpose well don't you get it early your purpose is right in front of you you are you know you love to entertain you love to make people happy but you also you know and there was a whole Thing on on stage and theater and LA and, and Los Angeles that I tried and you know, try it on stage because I had a, a theater background. But but I just needed to do it as a huge stage, be my own actor in my own play and but forward it to others. and and that was my purpose to to, to heal them, to make them happy, to make them, you know fit, of course to make people aware of being healthy and put that first and being in a place of wellness it had nothing to do with just the exterior. Mm. I, I taught my classes from an exterior point of view, I always say, you know, it's all about sweating a lot and and doing three classes a day and not being able to walk the next day. You know, like, ah, fitness yesterday was great. You know, having a lot of pain everywhere and just, you know, sweating your butts off and, and, and it was all exterior you know, like the bigger the six pack, the better, you know, look good all the time. And I was just always anorexic. And I was always on a diet. And I was always drinking wine for dinner and, and all that stuff. And, and and if I look now, I don't care. If, I mean, of course, I'm still a tiny little bit anorexic. So I want to look at <laughs> But, you know, it's way more, it's so different. I want to heal people, not with sweaty glasses and six packs, but what can a little bit little bit tiny little bit of movement do for your body and a tiny little bit of understanding and acceptance looking inwards yoga meditation taking the time what can it do for your mind and for your spirit
0: mm. do you think our purpose is something we find or something we create
1: i think it's something that we already have in it in ourselves we have a, everybody has a purpose to be to be amazing to be great not everybody wants to develop and um and manifest that i think and i don't think that everybody should be in a place that, that is required you know that they should develop or manifest that but um why not i, I do think that we are born with a bit of a purpose or higher or higher calling everybody has it
0: why why don't you think people um should be held to a standard to to embody their purpose, their calling, whatever it is. Different things for different people.
1: Different things for different people. I don't think that people all want to be called upon that because it's a lot of work. Hmm. I don't think we I really don't I really think that oh my gosh i'm going to be i'm going to be slammed for this mm-hmm. <laughs> i think that as a wonderful society we're just a little lazy that everything that we have to do for our own well-being and for understanding that purpose and for 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 being passionate and intense about things pip is my big word you know passion intensity purpose do it all the time I I don't think that I do anything without that uh, you know big big intensity and I love doing that but but that takes a lot of energy and then as as a result of that you have to take care of yourself and
0: but what if other people's purpose isn't to be intense what if another person's purpose when they're able to come home and genuinely listen to that guidance within them is at a slower pace maybe their purpose isn't you know, intense and pushing the boundaries, but they're pushing their own boundaries in different ways. It just looks very different than Correct. it may look for me or you. Would they still not be living their purpose very yeah. consciously?
1: That might. That, that's very true. And you might be very right there that people might experience that intense on a whole different level and that passion. But with intense, I do not always mean that people have to be as crazy.
0: Totally. Agreed.
1: And I am in a sense of physically intense because I speak with my body and I, intensity. I mean, I, I feel that, that we could, that, that the hundred percent, you want to do something for 90 plus, you want to put yourself into it. Sure. Whatever sure. you do without losing a lot of time being wasted on, on things that you don't really need to do and that you don't really have to waste your time on. So living a little bit more mindful that intensity could also, and I always use the example, let's go back to 200 years ago when we were living in a little log cabin and you were always on your horse 24 seven, seven days a week and I had five children. You had only been home five times. I have no electricity, no water. You have to tend to those 400 acres in Wyoming and I have a log cabin. But when you would come home and I would take a moment, we would sit on the porch and for hours we would stare. That's pretty intense. We would just be content. We would just be at peace. We would just sit there. And we had so much more inner strength. We didn't need We would come up with a solution. We didn't need Google to find us the solution. We would come up with answers by just staring and sitting and being calm and quiet. Now we literally have to teach people to be mindful and stare and do nothing. Nobody can do nothing. You, you know, scary. So with the intense, I mean, being mindful and aware in a space of, and that cannot be done 100% of the time, all the time. But try to be aware of where you put your energy and where you put your your mind to. And, um, and I think I have worked on that. And I don't think it has been, like you said, just with my, when my baby was born, of course, that was a big shift. But over time, I really try to work on it, it's just never done. But I work on being mindful and taking a step back and with that intensity. You see where I'm going with that? Yeah, totally. And, and I think of that's my the- life and saying take a breath, Elion, this this weekend you don't need to. And I,
0: and I think they- that's the thing that brings people back home. And I believe that's the thing that puts people back in touch with their purpose. I would agree with you that their purpose lives within the human body, their soul, whatever you want to call it. And when we can come home to that and we choose to listen to it 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 tells us uh, very clearly actually what our next step is for the thing that we feel called to create. Like scripture talks about uh, how we're created in God's image. I believe that means that at the very core of every single human being, we're creators. If you go back and say law of attraction, whether we decide to do something or decide not to do something, that's still a decision. And we're still creating moment by moment by moment by moment. There is no possible way around not creating Uh, as a human being, we're doing it every single moment of every single day, right? Some people just choose to to come home and consciously listen and heed that advice. And as a result, they feel fulfilled because they feel they are fully embodying their potential. And again, it's different things for different people. It doesn't mean that everybody's called to be an actress or um, a corporate person or own a business. I mean, some, people are, to, to Some yeah. people are genuinely called to be a stay at home mom. Some people are genuinely called to be a stay at home dad. Some yeah. people are genuinely called to be a school teacher, but, yeah. um, I think we've lost touch, uh, around what is it that we're called to, because we've created a culture where, um, it's just, you're looking out there for the answer rather than coming back home to figure out what that is. And again, it's different things for different people.
1: I think we're saying I think we're saying the same thing. Awesome. I think I believe for my higher power belief system the same thing. I believe that everybody has a purpose. Everybody needs to, you know, needs to do something that makes them feel really good and needs to create an environment that makes them again intentionally live out their purposeful life, right? Yeah. Intention- totally.
0: And and I would take it a step further. I would say by not choosing to do that um, is completely self-sabotage and an act of uh, not self-love. It's, it's really an act of self-hatred actually, uh, where you get further and further away from the very thing that you're actually looking to experience.
1: But also, if you see, again, going to the bigger picture of where we are right now with, with people in general, a lot of things are chewed out for us. And to tell somebody to create, even if I teach people in anxiety intervention classes or groups, I teach people just to go back to the drawing board or to create a vision board for themselves. So good. right? Or to create something in a, in a place of where they want to be, or to create your favorite place, or even draw it for me, or, or or paint it for me, or or sing it for me, or poem it for me. Make write poetry. Where do you want to be? What do you want to create? That almost that whole creative aspect has been has been taken away from us a lot because we Absolutely. have so many answers in our in our in our Google system. Yeah, right. Why would we do anything? You know, why would we sit down and think about ourselves? I mean, everybody has everything spelled out for me. Again, and then the rest is my parents and my friends and my environment's expectation that I'm trying to yep. run into and run up with and and keep up with. And, and why would I have? that's why I have also patients that are eighteen years old or are sixty years old or eighty eight that are running that are running against the wall. Yeah. constantly. Yeah. you know because we just we just dry out and run on empty. And I think that that we need to definitely go back to finding that creative space of mm-hmm. and a lot of people, a lot of people, my dear friends, a lot of people, are stuck in trying to find a solution in our higher power. He will do it for us. And He you mean will- it won't come down and save you? <laughs> yes. And if you don't, I say, listen, people. And I literally say, God has a cell phone. You need to tell Him what you want. Then He has a little bit less to do when it comes to you and he doesn't have to come knock on your door. You already missed that boat anyway, three times because you're sitting there and you're waiting for somebody to knock on your door. Hey, been there and nobody saved me. So you missed the boat, do something, go do something right. And, 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 and draw and visualize and feel and dream where you want to be, come to the next step. If you don't feel it, it ain't, as they say in Texas, it ain't going to happen. If you don't feel it, you have to feel it. You have to get so excited about it. What are you going to create? Then text God. He has a cell phone. Text him. Bam. And then it will find in place. He will fill in the blanks. You're already there. It's already out there for you. And
0: one one thing I think it's super powerful for people because they'll get, be like, I don't know what I want to create. I don't know what I create. I don't. Then it's like, well, align with the truth. You don't know what you want to create. So just be with that for a bit. (laughs) Experience the experience in your body of you don't know (laughs) experience that. Because once you experience the truth, I don't know, it opens up the void for God inspiration to be like, well, what about this? Oh, I never thought about that one. Yeah, that feels pretty good. Let's go down that path
1: come to the answer of instant gratification like why don't i know it now i need to know it immediately i need to know it now i need to have a pill for that give me a bottle i same thing take the time why don't you just manifest just sit just be just be for a while just be for a while just sit just don't try to look it up or ask somebody to help you with it just will come take 30 days take 60 days heal go heal go heal yourself and and ah we don't want to take time for that i've been (laughs) healing for 20 years now it's been a long way but i'm healing i feel you know i feel the direction i feel the desire you know i'm a little bit more disciplined to really do the things that i need to do for it my hashtag is don't take something go do something and don't take something of course is related to you know opioid addiction alcohol drugs what i work with people but don't take something also has to do with don't take something like netflix or your your food addiction and your sugar addiction and your tv addiction and your all the other stuff that you do to to fulfill emptiness just be empty be okay with it (laughs) and if you, <laughs> so fun we're on the same page i love it
0: and if you could go back in time and give your younger self some wisdom to help her get results faster what would you tell her
1: i wouldn't because i'm very happy that she had to take this path to become the amazing eleon that she has to be right now old eleon <laughs> old and uh, and okay with herself um and and I, I look back at every event and it has been, it's been traumatic. It was, we didn't even call it trauma, you know, trauma and anxiety are very hip words. I think it's very new and it's very easy to use and we use it all day, 25, seven for everything. Sometimes I ask people, Hey, do you know the difference? You told me just that you had you have a, pre- you have depression and you're, and you have anxiety. What's the difference? Well, I don't know. What's the difference? Oh no! know. Well, how many people gave you that diagnosis? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm diagnosed with it. I was 14 when I was diagnosed. Well, yeah. what does that mean? I have anxiety, but I have Exciting anxiety, as I call it. Oh, you have anxiety too? Yeah, but it's exciting anxiety. Well, what does that mean? Well, anxiety are just the symptoms, the physical symptoms of what I feel, you know? Like, ah, I feel a little nervous coming on before the podcast, but I feel excited because I'm gonna talk about, you know, what I'm passionate about, all that stuff. That's anxiety. It's in my throat. I'm sweating, I'm all, you know, and I go on stage. Oh my gosh, I have to talk to 50 people, what? I can't breathe. That's the same. It's anxiety. It's a very hip word that we don't, we we use it all the time. Uh, I'm depressed. No, you don't know what it means. You don't have it. Yeah. One of the things we teach at
0: our our event is uh, like anxiety or fear is just excitement without breath. Yeah. And so if we can just breathe, <laughs> yes. have yes. nothing to prove or nothing to defend, we're kind yes. a-okay. And if you don't
1: know the difference with all this stuff that you're experiencing and you're seeking help for, if you don't know the difference, then, 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 you know, go find out first how you can. And and one of my other pet peeves is that we 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 want to do all this medical stuff, and and where where are we? I mean, you call my world. Alternative health care and you talk you go to the doctor and you call that healthcare. you should be the other way around you know first if you feel something physically and I'm not talking about a broken leg or 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 you know anything severe but I'm talking about the manifest of pain in your body. why don't you go stretch out first and then you go to the chiropractor and you get a massage and You know, you do your your physical therapy and you go look for some aromatherapy and you go look for some relaxation and and self-care and meditation and and weekends vacation. And if it's not gone, then you go to the doctor. So the doctor in our world, teach your daughter, I teach my son, the doctor is alternative care.
0: (laughs) So good. So good. Isn't it true? It's very true. But How we yeah, operate. I
1: mean, really, we have a spinal clinic on, you know, pain management clinic on every corner of the street, and you get oxy. And if you run out after thirty days, you get another sixty-day supply. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know. So it's it's painful. It's oh. painful.
0: So if people want to learn more about you, about your life coaching, or what you're doing, helping people overcome addiction through movement and some of this, this. Lit- like real medicine stuff <laughs> where can they go to learn more about you and connect with you?
1: Well, you can find me on instagram social media Facebook youtube LinkedIn um, i'm I'm actually going back to and I have to apologize for that I just took my website down because everybody was doing social media and I thought nobody used my website anymore and I have to recreate that and and go back to my website but I'm easy to find Elian Han um, and Elian Han is is that's it awesome for, for social media for, awesome for LinkedIn yeah awesome okay. well Elian, write thank you message, yeah anything yeah
0: awesome well thank you so much for being here today and coming on the show thank you
1: thank you so much for having me I appreciate you thank you for all you do
0: well, there you have it, my friend Elian Han in the house. I hope this has served you. I hope it's inspired you to let go of expectations. I hope it's like helped you let go of expectations that you have for yourself and also really stop trying to live up to the expectations of others. So that's all I have for this episode of the Anthony John podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this episode, send it over to them in their DM, screenshot it, share it on social media, send them an email, text message, whatever you have to do. To get this episode into their ear holes and also keep the five-star reviews coming over on itunes because that is what helps get the show found by more people and it does me a solid so thank you so much for being here until next time my friend i'm out peace well that's all i've got for this episode of the anthony John and podcast but we have plenty more to help you become unstoppable in life and business So head on over to AJAMix.com for exclusive resources, information, and tools to help you break through to a new level of freedom, purpose, and success. I look forward to having you back for the next episode. Bye for now.